Hey, welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and reminds you that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, hey everyone. Cape Coral, we love you guys. Welcome. It's good to be with you, especially on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. You guys are the real superheroes, and we want to honor you today. And you know, moms do not ask for much. Like I told my family, I just want two things for Mother's Day, two things. I want tacos and a nap. Can I get an amen? Well, I hope you haven't gotten too comfortable yet. Go ahead and stand up on your feet for the reading of God's Word. We're going to read our key passage today. This is John chapter 14, verses 15 to 20. It says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate, or in other translations it says, helper, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. That's very important. If you have your Bibles, underline that. Later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Bow your heads and let's pray. Holy Spirit, come, speak to us today. Let us hear your word, understand your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now you can be seated. Well, today we're going to continue on in our series on the Holy Spirit called The God I Need to Know. And this has been such a good series for us. I love it when we can talk about the Holy Spirit and learn more about Him. You know, when Eric and I were in Bible college, we were in this small town and we had a hard time finding a good church that we wanted to go to. And finally, we found this church. We love the pastor, love the people, and they preach the word, but they never preached on the Holy Spirit. And there was talk about, you know, God the Father and God the Son, but I missed hearing people talk about or sing about the Holy Spirit. And I wonder if there are some of you here today who have had a similar experience, that you've been places in the past where they didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. So I think that this series has been very refreshing for us as a church. We've been learning who the Holy Spirit is and what his role is within the Trinity. And we've learned how our lives are different because he is in us. And today, my prayer is that I want you to leave here knowing the person of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, there are entire denominations out there that do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. They believe that he's just a force or a power. And they base that off of Ephesians 4 and Romans chapter 8. And the problem with this belief is that if you, if you do not believe the Holy Spirit is a person, then you're never going to pursue a personal relationship with him. Because we don't want to have a relationship with a force or a power or a thing. And I believe that sometimes we struggle to relate to his name, Holy Spirit. You know, it's, it's easy to relate to the name um, Father, you know, to relate to him as a person. And it's easy to relate to the Son as a person. But sometimes it's difficult for us to relate to the name Holy Spirit, and what I want you to know today is that the name Holy Spirit is describing his function. So with God the Father, God is his name and Father is his function. The same is true of, of the Son. His name is God and his function is Son. And so with the Holy Spirit, his name is God, but his function is Holy Spirit, right? But his name is is still God. Okay, so now that we've cleared up his name, I wanna ask you a question. What differentiates between a person and a thing? Think about that for a second. What differentiates between a person and a thing? Now, some of you might be saying, well, a person is living. And that's true, a person is living, but a plant is also living unless it's at my house, like no, no plants survive at my house. Um, but a plant is living, but that doesn't make it a person. So there's something different. So, so what differentiates between a person and a thing? Well, the difference is that a person has personality traits. A person has a soul. Now, a lot of times we don't think about God as having a soul, but he does. I want to show you a few verses that talk about God's soul. So look at Matthew 12, verse 18. It says, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved and whom my soul is well pleased. That was God the Father that said that. Matthew 26, verse 38. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. That was Jesus that said that. Hebrews 10, verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Because the Holy Spirit is a person, he has a soul. Not only that, he has a mind, he has a will, and he has emotions. Now, we think with our minds, we feel with our emotions, and we desire with our wills. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us think what God thinks, feel what God feels, and desire what God desires. Isn't that amazing? You know, the number one question that Christians ask is this, how can I know the will of God for my life? Well, this is how, it's through the Holy Spirit. Now, we read earlier in John 14 in our key passage that the Holy Spirit is in us. 
He's in us. That means that now you have a person um, in you who has the mind of God, the heart of God, and the will of God. Now, I'm not going to set out today to try to prove to you that the Holy Spirit is a person, although I do believe that there is undeniable evidence in the Word of God that He is. But my heart today really is just to show you the benefits of having someone with the mind of God, the heart of God, and the will of God living in you. All right? Okay, so let's dig in a little bit deeper. I want us to talk today about the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And the first one that I want to point out is this. He has a mind. The Holy Spirit has a mind. Look at John 16, verse 13. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. How can he guide you into all truth unless he knows all truth? Remember, the Holy Spirit is God and God is omniscient. I want to read to you the definition of omniscient. It's having complete or unlimited knowledge, awareness, or understanding, perceiving all things. Now think about this. The Holy Spirit has unlimited knowledge and he's living in you. Isn't that incredible? So the Holy Spirit knows all things, not just spiritual things. He knows all things. You know, the Holy Spirit knows what the stock market will do. He knows uh, what your competitors will do. He knows when to sell and he knows when you need to be still. He knows who will make a great spouse for you. He knows where you need to send your kids to school. If you're struggling with parenting your teenager, the Holy Spirit knows what to do. And that's saying a lot, right? I'll just be the first to admit, as a parent of a teenager, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we don't have a clue. Can I get an amen? But you know what? It's okay because the Holy Spirit knows. He knows your teenager better than they know themselves. Are you struggling in your marriage? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. The Holy Spirit knows your spouse better than anyone. He knows exactly what is needed to heal and restore that relationship. Listen, the Holy Spirit can say things to your spouse that you could never say. He can prepare their heart for the difficult conversation. So just invite the Holy Spirit to come in and to lead you into all truth. This should give you peace today. We should be able to release some burdens today because what I'm saying is you don't have to have all the answers for your situation. The Holy Spirit does and he's living in us. We are so blessed to live in the time that we're living in right now. And I'll tell you why. Because before the Holy Spirit came, there were entire generations where only one person could hear from God. There was a period of 400 years where God spoke to no one that we know of. No one. Then on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, Peter said this, he said, this was spoken of by the prophet Joel. I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. Everybody say all. 
that means this is for everyone. He said, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. How can you prophesy unless you've heard from the Holy Spirit? Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. That means that everyone can hear from God. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you through a personal relationship with you. Now, I want you to know today that we as pastors and staff and even our prayer partners, we're here to hear God with you, but not for you. There are times when people come to meet with me and I think they're a little bit disappointed when they leave my office because they were hoping that I was gonna tell them God's will for their situation. And I refuse to do that. I'm not called to do that. Even if I feel like the Holy Spirit is showing me his will for their situation, that is only for the purpose of confirming it with them after they've heard from God for themselves. We are not here to hear God for you. Why? Why does that matter? Why is that so important? It's because God wants to have a personal relationship with you. And you cannot have a personal relationship with someone through someone else. So we see that the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into truth for our situation. Not only that, but he wants to show you God's thoughts for your situation. Now, the Bible tells us that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, but that's okay because now you have direct access to the mind of God, and that's through the Holy Spirit. So we see that he has a mind. The second characteristic of the Holy Spirit is that he has a will. He has a will. Look at Acts 16, verse 6. It says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. I've always thought this verse was so interesting because we see here that the Holy Spirit was exerting his will. These are the advantages of the Holy Spirit being a person. Because if the Holy Spirit were only a force or a power, how would we know what his will is? We'd be left to guess. And we probably wouldn't figure it out until it's too late. The Holy Spirit has a will and his will is the will of God. So why not get to know him better so that you can know God's will for your life? Now, there are two types of God's will for our lives. There's God's general will for our lives, and there's God's specific will for our lives. Now, the Bible tells us God's general will for our life. The Holy Spirit in us tells us God's specific will for our life. So if you want to know about marriage or business or finance, you can go to the word of God and you can see what God's general will is on those topics. But what if you want specifics? You know, what if you want to know God's specific will for your situation? What if you want to know how to pray or what to pray for? Look at Romans 8, 28. 
Most of you could probably quote this. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I love this verse. When I'm going through difficult times, I love to stand on this promise that I may not see it now, but down the road, I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna know that God was moving and working that out for my good. We can stand on that. But you know, oftentimes we don't go back and we don't read the verses before that. Look at verses 26 and 27. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So this is saying there are times when we don't know what to pray for. There are times when you're so deep into your situation, you can't see a way out. You know, you're deep into the weeds and you don't know what your next step is. And it's saying that in those moments, we can cry out to the Holy Spirit and he's there to guide us. He's there to teach us. He's right there with us. He's in us. This is incredible for our lives to receive the specific will of God for our situation. So if you want to know about marriage, you can turn to the word of God and find out about that. But if you want to know whom to marry and when to marry, ask the Holy Spirit. When Eric and I got engaged, um, we were very young. I think back on it now and I'm like, we were babies. You know, I mean, it feels like that. We were, we were in college. He was about to graduate from college and I was about halfway through. And, but you know what? It's okay. We were young and we were in love. We were engaged. And um, we, while we attended Bible college, we both were a part of a tour group that went to different churches and ministered in music. And so throughout our entire engagement, I never had cold feet except on this one day. And on that one day when I was having cold feet, we just so happened to be scheduled to minister at a church. So we were in the van on the way there, and I didn't tell anybody what was going on in my head, but I was quiet. You know, I was really in my thoughts, and I was just thinking, are we rushing this? Like, are we old enough to get married? Are we ready for marriage? Like anyone's ever ready for marriage. But, but you know, I was just asking the questions, like, are we ready for this? And what I kept saying, you know, is this a, is this a God thing or is this a me thing? And what I ultimately was trying to, to ask was, is this God's will and God's timing for us to get married? But I just kept saying, is this a God thing or is this a me thing? Well, we arrived at the church, we set up our gear, we led worship, ministered to the people, and then we sat down for the message and we were listening to the evangelist. Well, I was not listening to a word that he said. I was so distracted and I was in my head once again and I just kept thinking, is this a God thing or a me thing? 
Well, then they gave the altar call and the entire church came forward to the altars for prayer. Now our job as the ministry team was to stand behind the people in the altars and to just pray and support with the evangelist. Well, the evangelist was standing on this side of the stage and I was standing at the back of the crowd across the room on the other side. I'll never forget this. He was praying over this one woman at the altars and he stops mid prayer, looks up across the room, makes eye contact with me and says, the Lord says, this is a God thing, not a you thing. And then he went right back to praying for the woman, pretended it never happened. Well, I was left standing there like, you guys heard that too, right? Like that wasn't just me. The Holy Spirit wanted me to know God's specific will for Eric and I to get married. I want you to know today, the Holy Spirit wants you to know his specific will for your life. I know you've been asking yourself these questions. Start asking the Holy Spirit these questions. He doesn't want you to be in the dark. He doesn't want it to be a mystery anymore. He wants you to know his specific will. Now, it's important for us to point out that the specific will of God for your life will never contradict the general will of God for your life. Let me say it this way. The spirit in your heart will never contradict the spirit in the word. Why? Because they're one and the same. So if you feel like God is revealing to you his, his specific will for your life, but it contradicts the word of God, then that is not the Holy Spirit. That is your flesh. But if you feel like God's showing you his specific will for your life and you can confirm it with God's word, congratulations, you are hearing the Holy Spirit for your life. All right, so we see that he has a mind he has a will, and he has emotions. The Holy Spirit has emotions. You know, I just want to stop and say, I'm so glad that God has emotions. I'm so glad it's not just us. You know, it's not like God is up in heaven tolerating all the people and their crazy emotions. No, God has emotions too. He gets it. Look at Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, isn't it interesting that in talking about the fruit of the Spirit, that these are all characteristics of a person and not a thing. A tree cannot have joy or patience you know, um, a person exhibits gentleness and self-control. Now take a look at Ephesians 4 verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So we see that the Holy Spirit can feel grief. He feels sorrow or sadness. He feels joy and peace, and, and patience, all these things, these are all emotions that he feels. So we see that the Holy Spirit has a mind, he has a will and emotions, but not only that, he is committed to helping you to know the mind of God, the heart of God, and the will of God for your situation. 
We just need to call upon him. We need to develop this personal relationship with him so we can recognize his voice when he's speaking. You know, another, another name for the Holy Spirit is helper. I want you to be introduced to the helper today. I want you to know that whatever situation you might be in today, that the Holy Spirit can lead you into all truth, that he can help you. Even if you feel like there's no way out, even if you feel like it's hopeless, it's not hopeless with him. You know, um, years ago, I had this very dear friend and we had been good friends for years. We worked together and all of a sudden she started advancing rapidly in her career. And now she was in charge and I had to report to her. And I would love to tell you that I was this wonderful, supportive, loving friend, but I was not. I was jealous of her. So in the moments when she was in charge, I had a bad attitude and I made things difficult for her. I'm ashamed to say it, but it's true. And this went on for a little while and then the Holy Spirit convicted me and I repented to God and I changed my ways. After that, I was kind and loving and supportive of her. I didn't apologize to her because I felt like that would be too embarrassing, um, but I apologized to God, changed my ways, but it didn't matter. It was too late. The damage had been done. Now there was this growing tension between us. Even though I was supporting her, I was loving her, you know, it didn't matter. She, the tension was so strong that if I just walked into the same room where she was at, she would get angry. And I didn't know what to do. So uh, I went home one night and I cried out to God and I said, Holy Spirit, help lead me into all truth. I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't, I don't see a way out of this. And immediately the Holy Spirit reminded me of that moment years prior when I was jealous of her. And he said, you open the door for the enemy to get a foothold in this relationship and you need to be the one to close it. So I began to pray right away and I, I repented to God. I cast the enemy out of our relationship, but I knew that this time that was not gonna be enough. That this time I needed to apologize to her. Why well, I didn't even know if she would talk to me at that point. So I prayed and I was like, God, if you get us in a room together, I'll apologize. Well, two weeks later, we were on a plane sitting next to each other. And I knew that this was God ordained. So I humbled my heart and I apologized. I took full responsibility, didn't make any excuses. And do you know, the Holy Spirit fully restored our friendship. We never had any issues after that. The Holy Spirit knew exactly what was needed to heal and restore that hurting relationship. Now, I don't like sharing that story. It's embarrassing. And frankly, I was immature at best, right? But I'm sharing that with you today because I want you to know your situation is not hopeless. Even if you don't see a way out, it's okay. The Holy Spirit is in you and he knows what you need to do.
He sees a way out. You know, I feel like there are some of you here today and you're carrying heavy burdens and the Holy Spirit wants to help you today. He wants to take those heavy burdens for you. He wants to comfort your heart. He wants to lead you and guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. Listen, I want you to know you feel like you're controlling your situation, but really the situation is controlling you. And the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to go through that anymore. So I want us to pray. Go ahead and bow your heads. Cape Coral, bow your heads with us. As I was praying for you this week, I just felt like you were gonna be coming in here carrying some heavy burdens. And I wanna pray that the Holy Spirit would remove those burdens and would give you direction, clarity, strength, for what lies ahead. You know, in Romans 8, verse 26, it says that the Holy Spirit is in us and he's praying for us. I want you to know that right now. If you're wondering, where is God in my situation? Well, verse verse 26 says that he's praying for you in your heart. Verse 34 says, that Jesus, the Son of God, is praying for you at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. So Holy Spirit, we cry out to you today and we just say, help, help us, help us. Holy Spirit, you're already in our hearts. We don't have to ask you to come into our hearts, but I pray that today that we would begin a relationship with you, that we would listen for your voice, that we would cry out to you, that you would not be a last resort, but that you would be our first response. Holy Spirit, help us. For those who are at a crossroads right now and they have to make a very important decision, I pray that you would give them the mind of God, that you would lead them into all truth for their situation. For those who who need healing, Holy Spirit, lead them down their path of healing. For those who are in a broken relationship, a, a tense relationship, Holy Spirit, show them Show them exactly what is needed for healing and restoration. And for those who are wrestling with fear and worry and anxiety about their situation, I pray that they would release it to you now and that their hearts would be light. We look to you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information or if you'd like to connect with us, visit OceanChurch.com. We love you and hope you join us soon online or at one of our campuses located in Southwest Florida. 